Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis! He could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. It's a slightly chilly Thursday morning, uh, Thursday evening, Thursday morning, Thursday evening where we are, which probably means it's an equally chilly Friday morning or whatever time you listen to it, the chances are it's going to be cold. But I am joined by my my very own little ray of warmth, Mr. Ben Barrett. <laughs> I've been called worse. How you doing? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the man from north of the wall himself, Mr. Ian Perkins. <laughs> How are you? Seven blessings to you. <laughs> Seven blessings to you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I should have, I should have referred you? you as our very own High Sparrow, shouldn't I? And see if um, uh, if any Game of Thrones fans are, uh, are listening or watching Ooh, or whatever. I don't think I don't think that's the right character to High Sparrow. Let a let a revolution from the people. I'd rather be I'd rather be a little Peter Dinklage. I think. <laughs> hey, little Peter Dinklage <laughs> over the keeper. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean that, I, that that that. I, I gotta say, Ben getting a ray of warmth versus yeah. the, the man north of the, the wall. north of the wall yeah the king in the north yeah <laughs> considering you're in ilchester and he's in leeds i probably got them the wrong way around didn't i but uh <laughs> there we go but anyway how are we my coffee's is still here but probably not quite as prevalent as it was before how how are we how are we feeling how's the snow has anyone fallen over in the ice or is it just me that does that that's just you, mate. Sorry, bud, but it is just you. It's 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 not snowy at all here. No, a, li- a little light frosting, but nothing more. 
Oh, yeah, it was quite, I say funny. It was funny in the, in the office on Wednesday and like it starts snowing and it's like, everyone's like, oh, look at that snow. And then within 10 minutes, everyone's like, shit, snow. And like the <laughs> panic about like, should I stay? Should I go? There was real, you know, clash vibes going on. Yeah. And if people had <laughs> so many people just drove off and like queued in traffic for, I don't know how long and panicked driving in the snow and by three o'clock it had well a lot of it had melted and the roads were fine so yeah but the big question is what's Hughes Park looking like have you have you and uh, former Glover's Cross Chiefs not as easy to say as it sounds is it no former Glover's Cross quiz champion Rob Manley have the two of you taken a stroll around the Lufton Way Arena recently no no right not since it's snowed nothing <laughs> Nothing wasted. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah, no, not since it snowed. Um, right. Seen a few pictures of it though. Looks right. Yeah. Well, it was quite white. <laughs> never a good sign. Yeah. Well, that what you meant. It's all white. Yeah. Yeah. Better than yellow for snow. Yeah. Don't. Don't. That's that, true. Though. That's yeah. true. Why would you eat any snow? Yeah. Let alone yellow snow. I can't <laughs> speak today. Can I? I should stop. <laughs> I can't speak. I can't speak. Excellent way, model reference there. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think it. Well, Mark Cooper seemed pretty optimistic that the pitch is going to be fine, didn't he? he? Did well. The groundsman had told him it was going to be fine, so he has every every. He's he's got a full guy and grounds for optimism. Not frozen grounds for optimism, though. Ground staff for optimism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> should we Should we start with the start of the week? Yes, what happened yes. at the start of the week? Remind me again. We, Nothing. We completed a signing. <laughs> we did, yeah. At ten to at ten to six, it was all off. Yeah. He was expected back in Grimsby. <laughs> at six o'clock, he'd mutually agreed to leave Grimsby. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many minutes later, he was officially a Glover with a, a Glover, not a fighter. Yeah, with a brooding-looking pitcher in the stands, yeah. looking. Looking cross, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do we think that was then? Is that is that a, is that a football league um, transfer window thing that his contract was cancelled? It could only be cancelled during the transfer window. That I thing. Imagine, I imagine it's more of a case of we can't afford to pay you. Yeah. So we can't pay afford for you. But if you want to find a way of agreeing to let him go from his contract, we can take the contract over. But why did he choose to do it then? Why didn't he just do it um, at the start of the season, or at the start of the year, the turn of the year or something, when the transfer window opened? That's a very good question. Um, it feels like Ben's private website of FA rules is needed. Let's not talk about my private website. My private website. <laughs> That's a subscription-only service. <laughs> High premium. Ben's um, only FA fans. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, God. I'm, st- I'm, I'm writing conv- down titles. I don't need to write them down anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that Yonly fans is the way to go. Um, <laughs> I, that's a very good question. I don't know. I, the transfer window doesn't apply to us. No, was, no, but I didn't know because so... it's Grimsby because they're an EFL team. Maybe doesn't matter. It's no? it's us acquiring the registration. Oh, he's coughing. Um, us acquiring the registration. So maybe it was just we want a month to come on down, see us out, come and see how oh, you're doing. Yeah. It's an odd. It's been a very odd 
transfer, hasn't it? Like, it was the, yeah. The, the way we announced it was happening, and you know all the noises were that, yep, this is definitely going to happen. And at and no point like, did uh, we yeah. not. I, I don't think at any point we didn't think it was going to happen. The only mm. thing that the only doubt in our mind was that Grimsby were all like, "That's not happening." And then well, when the manager Grimsby, goes, Grimsby went to the uh, the effort of putting out a thing clarifying yeah. that nothing had been sorted quite early on. Everyone went. That's a bit weird. They said something like, contrary to to the rumours or contrary to mm. speculation or something. But it's like, if the fans are saying it, if the club is saying it, then it's not really speculation, surely. Yeah. Very odd. And then just the, the manager saying, yeah, he's back for training this week. <laughs> and yeah, we, we went a little bit late on the socials. What can you do? I liked uh, we we managed to recover it, I think, with the uh Jordan Maguire Drew no longer expected back at Grimsby. <laughs> nice there from you, David. You've 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 pulled me out of the fire there, please, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I I and I didn't even realise it was completely um by accident that I picked the same picture as well. <laughs> and and it wasn't until I went back on the website I was like, ah, that's the same picture. And I thought, actually no. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna run with this. <laughs> Yeah. If only I hadn't had to peel those carrots. Yeah, exactly. It probably could have gone out on social first, but you know, the dinner go. needed the dinner needed prepping. Um, the other side in as well. So before we even got to Barnet, the return of Grealish 2.0, Jack Clark. Mm. Um, how do we feel about that, Ben? You've you've we did a player review, didn't we? Back along, back in we the did. prime of COVID, when Jack Clark did play like. Three games? Three games, maybe four. Yeah. Um, the appearances, we, what... I'm not sure how many started. He started, yeah, the, it, was the, it was the two-all draw at Kings Lynn that was on the telly, wasn't it? Yeah, and I remember him, I think he played against Wildstone at home as well. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the one after that. Yeah. What do we say about him, Ben? Do you join it? I'm going to read verbatim. Okay. Would, you, would you like to guess your scores or should we just go with it? Well, it was out of seven. Yeah. Yep. As per. So, I, I would be surprised if I gave him more than two. Okay. And that might have been a generous two. Okay, Ian? Same. Okay. Uh, who, I bet you we... gave him a six. <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, um, right, we'll start, we'll start with Ian, just going on the, the order on, on the site. Did nothing other than look like Jack Grealish a bit. One. <laughs> One. <Nothing. laughs> That's it, the whole thing. Um, Dave, look good in preseason. One. That's it. The entire review. <laughs> Well, to be uh, fair, that was uh, there the wasn't a great deal else to say about. Um, I actually put some thought into it. Clearly, uh, <laughs> real, like... real potential. <laughs> great, yeah. Seven and a half. Looking forward to seeing him in twenty twenty three. Dave, Dave, uh, that's almost verbatim. Um, hair like Jack Grealish, shin pads like him too. A whiff of ability and excitement, but at a time when we needed just to figure out how to keep clean sheets, he was probably never going to shine. An elaborate bundle of potential, but not a lot more. Two. <laughs> I like that. You give him a glowing review. It's two out of seven. <laughs> for, for absolute reference, the glorious juxtaposition is he's just above Gabriel Rogers on the list, who got a three, a four, and a three from us, respectively. <laughs> Who gave him a four? Me. Oh, you think? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Stupid question. Is that the season Alby Skendy got a six? Oh, yeah. Well, no. Oh, my he, God. He could turn it into a seven if he, yeah. if, if he turns up for preseason. 
Good job he didn't mistake him for Jack Clark, innit? Otherwise, uh, <laughs> he'd have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yes. So there you go. There well, you go. Uh, what was it? A bundle of potential. A bundle of the exact words. A bund- an elaborate bundle of potential. <laughs> an elaborate bundle of a potential. Well, do you, th- do you think he's uh, reached his potential now? Are we, you know, is he going to be as elaborate? Let's. <laughs> I I've I've had a few people. Were you high me. when you wrote that? <laughs> I kind of wish a, I lot, a lot of cough medicine had been taken <laughs> by that point. There was at least one kind of monster, I think, as I was writing. Um, <laughs> I've had a few people saying they're quite pleased about the signing, and I'm kind of like a bit. Oh, well. They do much first time around. He seems to have grown into. He was weedy, wasn't he, when he was with the first time around? He was getting shoved off the ball a lot. Twenty three now. Yeah, yeah. What if he's grown into his body a bit? And and we had no idea what we were doing at the start of that season either. We were absolutely hopeless, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. And I think he was on paper. It was like, oh, this, you know, a number ten from Aston Villa, but it just did not click. At no. all, any anything that season. So he he doesn't strike me as being very Darren Sarley. No, and I'm not sure if that makes him Mark Coopery either. Now he played against us, didn't mm. he? Uh, in in that two all draw. Do you remember him that one? The one where they scored right at the end, or we scored at the end, and then they scored even more at the end. <laughs> didn't we? Do you remember Josh <laughs> Dalton scored, and we thought it was the winner, and then. Yeah, um, that was last season, wasn't it? (laughs) We played him this season and drawn 2 2. This was, uh, oh, actually, no, yeah, it was the season, wasn't it? Yeah, because it was um... because we let in two horrific goals defensively. Yeah, Mm. so Um, he played in that game. Ian, you were at that game. Tell give us a detailed review of what you remember. Jack Clark in that game, uh, 70 minutes, according to what I'm yeah, I thought he was an elaborate bundle of potential. (laughs) You're a prick. Good review, though. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't remember. I don't really pay too much attention to what shin pads did he have on? I don't know. I think he looked less like he looks less like Jack Grealish now. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's what happens when you go away from Aston Villa, mm. and your hero goes to Man City. Um, but I think he's obviously improved a hell of a lot since we had him. Yep. He's you know. Was he was a big part of Chesterfield, wasn't he? Under the old guy, he must not be named. And Mark Cooper said today he was, you know, a big part of their team while they were top of the league. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. sort of just slipped down the pecking order, it seems. So it could be a bit of a coup. I think the players, you, you think we've added JMD and Clark playing at the top of the league. Yeah. Like you said, it's a massive improvement of the squad. Yeah. And um, we, we, so, so we got those two. We obviously got Charlie Cooper, who we haven't seen anything of yet. Um, there were a few, few prickly responses from the manager about the fact that he was his son, wasn't he? So uh, I, I get the impression that there are no favours for Charlie Cooper. In fact, I, I, I imagine it's probably harder to be Charlie Cooper playing for your dad than than anything else. But um, yeah, so we, we wait and see what he's like. Jordan Young, we only saw about half an hour of him at Bromley, which is probably not fair to judge him on that. But based on those four signings versus the three that we lost... Jamie Andrews, I think we could all agree, is a is a big loss. 
Um, but uh, then Scrimshaw and Britain going out. On paper, you, that's an improvement of the squad, isn't it? Quite considerably. There's one extra player to start with, so it's got to be better. <laughs> Four against three always wins. <laughs> I think I think there are a few. So I'm a little bit cautious with Jack Clark because he hasn't kicked the ball competitively since the 4th of October. So there's going to be some match fitness issues there. He's been unused substitutes a few times. So he's, he's going to have to get up to speed whilst... You talk about ins versus outs. Ewan Clark was playing. Yeah. At least he was match fit. He was ready to go. We, I have no idea. Clark, yeah. I don't know how how Jack Clark with an E, uh, as opposed to Ewan Clark without an E, um, sort of comparing in terms of fitness things. Um, Jordan Young, obviously making a huge step up, return to, to full-time football. I think in time, they'll both look like potentially really good, elaborate potential <laughs> of um of being good signings, yeah. Um, I was spoke to a, a colleague of mine at work who covers a bit of Chesterfield, and he says that on Which his bit? day, sorry, <laughs> the bit near the stadium, um, <laughs> who says on his day he should be playing League One, League Two football. He's just not had the run Many of it. Days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not had the run of it. He's not had the the fitness to sort of go with it. So um, he, he had a bad injury, didn't he? Did he have a bad knee injury last season? I think so. And, he's and never then they brought Tom Whelan, Tom Whelan back. And then it all was a bit who's. And of course they were flying. Yeah. So they didn't want to change an awful lot. So yeah, I'm, I don't hate it. I just kind of want to see it before I get too excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't have thought, um, any one of the new signings, JMD obviously is not a new signing, would start Saturday, would you think? Young, Cooper or um, Clark? I think Cooper starts. You think? Yeah, I think Cooper comes into the middle. Yeah. Four. Possibly yeah. Diaz. Yeah, I'm, although it was good to see him on the, the press call today, um, suggesting that actually he might be, he'll certainly be involved, but yeah, um, I, I kind of expect Cooper to, to come in quite quickly. Again, was playing until quite recently and has been at the club for a while, so kind of feels like he's up to speed. I would I would expect to see some of Cooper. Uh-huh. Ian, do you think? I'm not sure what I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think if Bevan if Welcome so, to the cast. <laughs> if Bevan obviously the manager said today that Bevan he hopes to have Bevan back. Yeah, if Bevan wasn't back, then I think maybe Staunton would go into the back four, mm-hmm. at which point you'd see Cooper and Worthington partnering, or Cooper and Diaf. But I'm I'm not sure. I I'm not sure what to expect. I I think I don't know. That... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll pick. I think he'll pick. It wouldn't surprise me to see Diaf again. I think. Had we played on Tuesday night, um, it would have been interesting to see what the lineup was at that point. But if mm-hmm. Diaz had a week to rest, and you know, most you managers... think the managers had a had a, a few days to cool down as well, because on Saturday when you saw that post match press conference, he looked like a very angry man. He, I wouldn't have wanted to cross Mark Cooper last Saturday uh, uh, evening. Whereas today, he seemed a bit more okay. I've taken taken a breath and. Um, we, 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 I've watched it all back, and all we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do quite as badly as I thought we did. I mean, 
I've watched the highlights again. I haven't watched the whole game back, obviously, but <laughs> I still thought we looked pretty terrible. But um, <laughs> what do what do I know? <laughs> I'm um, not a professional football manager, am I? So I liked his uh, his slight backtracking on the strikers because on the game after 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 the game, he was like, "Our strikers have got to be taking those chances. Got to be hitting the target." Got to be working the goalkeeper. And then he was like, if we created those chances again, I'm confident that my strikers will put them away. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, <laughs> you'll be trouble. Yeah, you gone... go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that was a little bit of a backtrack. But that that is the point of rule too, isn't it? He gets a camera and a microphone stuck in his face after a match like that, after a game like that. You're allowed to be frustrated. I'm kind of glad he's frustrated and wound up that we didn't perform right. I, th- I think that's man management as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Alex Fisher and uh, Malachi Lint and whoever else will be. <laughs> All of the 999 other strikers we had on the pitch at the time. Does that mean we're up back up to our five loans now? Because Maguire Drew goes from being a loan to a permanent. So it's Buse, Bevan, Clark, Clark. Oliver Bory, and... Yeah, I think that's it, then. Buse, Bevan... Oliver Bory, Jack Clark. That's your lot. Because yeah, we had you and Clark, we had um, uh, Jamie Andrews. Yeah, I think that's all the loans that we've got. So four, there's still room for another one. I think I had JMD in my mind as a as a loan, but obviously that's no longer the case. No, no longer the case. I do hope someone's told Paul Hurst. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, when's he going to get here? Well, he must be stuck in traffic. Yeah. It's be the weather. The weather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, should we talk about Barnet? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dave, did you... Um, did you... <laughs> how far How far did you get before you turned around? <laughs> how far did I get? I got, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to the stage of um, thinking... Oh, I need to uh, sign up for a stream, but I never did. Oh, I, refund I, I no, I, I they they've passed it on to the relevant team. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Let's see what the National League TV refund process is like. Yeah, Scott will still want his twenty percent or whatever it is of it. Out of it. Yeah, that's why yeah. I should have. You know, I was a keen bean at ten to ten to six. I did it. <laughs> well, what was it, Mark Cooper said today? We had people at the ground at uh, four o'clock and it was rock hard. It's not going to get any warmer between four o'clock and six o'clock, is it? Which, to be fair, you don't need to be Thomas Schaffernacker to know that, do you? Ooh. Ooh. Weatherman reference. The weatherman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great like that reference. Down. I, I don't think we're going to be, beat Ben's only FA fans, but we'll, <laughs> we'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anyone can, Schaffernacker can. Um, <laughs> You, you, I, I was really interested that you wrote the uh, little Glover's blog about it, mm. and I, I thought you made some really valid points. And it just felt, I think, Mark Cooper called it embarrassing, which I thought was a, a strong word, but he called it so unnecessary, and it was unnecessary, and it yeah. was it 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 wound me up a bit because it was kind of obvious that it was going to happen on Tuesday, and I think that's the most frustrating thing, and. It got me. I've I've been trying to think about things that can be done. So maybe we'll tackle things that could be done in a minute. Tell us what you wrote in your blog for anyone who hasn't read it and why you wrote it. Uh, I why did I write it? I wrote it because I was just I saw a couple of replies from 
background staff and and some other sort of accounts that were posting stuff about games being off and this kind of thing and it just it felt can you remember during the let's don't want to get too much into brexit but can you remember talking that <laughs> when the whole brexit thing was going on and was it gove who said i think we've all had enough of experts and everyone was like yeah yeah we hate experts and it's like you know <laughs> i like the way they talk these brexit dudes, <laughs> oh, no, we <laughs> and i just think well if you're uh groundskeeper groundskeeper willie and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that that pitch is not going to be playable at four o'clock in the afternoon but you have no say in it it's up to a referee who's got a leg it from his accountancy job to referee a national league game in the evening like and doesn't get there till knob o'clock like what <laughs> Like why why can't that decision be made or by someone else? Why does that have to be made by the match official who doesn't get there until all the players are there? Supporters have set on their merry way. Uh, supporters were in the Yeovil supporters were in the bar. Yeah, at, uh, at six o'clock. Um, you know, uh, a couple of drinks in, I think. And it, it's just like with all the stuff going on at the moment with the cost of living, like. Yeah. The, the danger of traveling in those conditions as well and, and having to back come, and having to come back mm-hmm. it just it just feels so stupid and you know it's not i didn't i'm not attacking any clubs or like the you know it's not yo town's fault that the dorking game was you know a late so there was a late pitch inspection which threw things into doubt obviously stuart came back on the um, Scunthorpe game, which the pitch was fine, but it looked like it was <laughs> an ice rink at one end. Um, it's more the whole, like, you know, the football authorities and how cancellations work. Like, I don't... Obviously, Mark Cooper was quite optimistic about Saturday, and I am no expert. Perhaps that means people will listen to me. Um <laughs> 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 oh, I'll suck of you, <laughs> but like you know, after snow all day, on or snow for a good chunk of Wednesday morning, and the temperature getting staying cold, and knowing that the sun doesn't reach the end where the Thatcher's stand is, um, you know, if it's if there is any risk, then hopefully a decision will be made earlier because Altrincham's quite a way away to come down but um yeah i just you know it's just a bit of a a brain dump of why do these things happen who can stop it what can we do to stop bad things happen to good people (laughs) that's what you mean wasn't it like there's always that thing about well we've got to get the game on football everyone needs to play football there's so much football that needs to be played there's not enough tuesdays there's not enough wednesdays there's not enough thursdays to play all this football in it's like yeah, we've got to play on an ice rink because there's no other days we can play this game. And it just feels a bit like, yeah, what's the solution? Should the league be cut? Should we reduce the number of teams so you play less fixtures so there's less pressure to have Saturday, Tuesday for the first two months of the season and Saturday, Tuesday for Christmas? Like, I don't know. Ben, any views? So I thought, 
between the months of November and February, every match day at National League level, a local FA official has to go and inspect the pitch at 8am. Because at 8am, you can then put plans in place. Everything's playable apart from, and we'll just use the example, the bit by the Thatcher stand. So then you've got however many hours, whether that be a 3 o'clock or a 7.45, to get that bit playable, whether that's recover it, whether that's try and warm it up, whether that's get a helicopter to fly above it and and thaw it out, whether that's get a whole bunch of cordless hair dryers and you know, you, you you know where you stand. And it gives fans a a point of reference. At eight o'clock, someone went and said, Yes, you can start to travel. But I need to have a look again at twelve or whatever it may be. And it need, you need to have points in place. You cannot at six o'clock go, chilly in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that pitch is white. Yeah, what's, what's going on? No, really? Do you reckon? So that, I think, would be frustrating. And again, with regards to Altrincham on Saturday, the team will probably travel Friday. So actually, there's a sense of, if the team are in town, you give it as much time as you can to get the game on. Because there is a priority to get fixtures played safely where possible. The concern then comes of the supporters, doesn't it? Because they're not going to travel the night before, the vast, vast, vast majority of them. So if you have a clear line of points where you say at 8 a.m., yes, you can travel. Start traveling. We're going to have a look again at 12. So if some Multimedia fan is on the road and they get to Birmingham and it's 5 to 12, they can pull over and wait. (laughs) Do we turn around or do we go? You know what I mean? You can actually put that line of communication in place. But if you do it at every single ground regardless of 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 eventual outcome, you would nip so many of those in the bud and you would get to a point where if Barnett had done that at midday and said, yes, you can travel, the Oval fans could have started traveling. If they'd have checked again at three and gone, hang on, they could have turned around a lot sooner and got themselves back. You're right when you say about the cost of living stuff because they'll get their ticket refunded. Will they get their green and white supporters coach refunded? Probably not. Will they get the money that went into the fuel tanks refunded? Probably not. Will they get the money that they spent on a um, service station meal deal refunded? Probably not. They won't get that money back because they had to take a half day at work. They aren't going to, you know, those are the costs that you'll never see again. Yeah, they'll get their 22 quid back from Barnet. It just seems completely mindless thought processes when it could be so much simpler and for communications from Barnet or from any other club at our level, maybe it doesn't work quite so differently in the North and South divisions because by very nature, you're traveling less, although the National League North does cover, cover a huge amount of ground. But if you had clear lines of points during the day, 8 a.m., playable, 12 o'clock, playable, 1 o'clock, playable, and you just go through it the whole way like that, I just, it just seems so stupid from Barnet. At 4.30, it started to get cold in January. Did it really? There we go. Who'd have thought? My Met Office app on my phone will tell me that it'll start getting chilly about 4.30. Doesn't take a doesn't take a rocket scientist. It screams of them just trying to sell the tickets to get the turnover, even if they have to refund them. It, it's just stupid. Stupid decisions that can be ruled out. Did Am I making it up? Or did Yeovil call off a Hartlepool game once? At about two fifteen. Yes, that was 
Uh, I was there to do uh, Three Valleys and it chucked it down with rain and one end of the pitch flooded and it flooded around the, I don't want to call it a concourse because it's not a concourse, but, you know, around the edge of the pitch where all the supporters come in, that was flooded. They were brushing water away because it just came down so much. I think they played on the Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. They came back like three days later. Yeah. Yeah. That's mad. But the pitch was, and I don't, again, that's, you know, we can predict cold, but the rainfall, I remember absolutely teaming it down. And I think at that point there was a problem with the pitch, the drainage of the pitch at that end as well. Um, yeah, that was carnage. That was like you need welly boots to walk around the bottom of the stands. Wow. Just it just seemed it seems not that incident in particular, but you can you can prevent some of these, you can save some people some hassle if if you can. And I think we should. I mean the fact that the pitch is, I think I'm right in saying, at the time of recording, already covered with the tarpaulin stuff, but also already covered with snow. Now, this is where I struggle. I am not Shafanaka or whatever his name is. Um, I think I'm right in saying that if you have, uh, as long as you have a waterproof covering, the snow actually helps because it acts as an extra layer of padding. So it almost keeps it under a bit warmer. So once you clear it, actually it's softer, I think. The problem comes if you don't have the layer because when it melts, it just becomes water and then you waterlog the pitch. But I think actually snow is a good thing as long as it's not touching the grass. What do you think right. to my idea of every every ground having a match official? 8am every match day morning at our level and probably League 1 and League 2 level where under soil heating isn't a thing regularly. Yeah. Brilliant. I appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Makes, makes sense to me. Oh. When, when we're running the independent regulator, uh, we'll put it straight to the top of the list. There you go. Good. including well, you're not allowed to separate the uh land of your <laughs> <laughs> never mind yeah that should be that should be regulation well one team that did play in midweek was Ultrigan. Oh, smooth so smooth and i have spoken with erin from golf road goals which i'm going to say very slowly um uh, about the upcoming fixture at yeovil town this weekend Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, 
Okay, so I am joined by Erin from Gulf Road Goals. I have to say that one very slowly every time, but uh, who is an Altrincham FC fan. And I'm guessing quite an excited Altrincham FC fan because since we played you back at the in the sunny, balmy days in, in, September, in uh, August, I should say, the end of August, things have been going pretty well for Altrincham. So Erin, st- to start with, welcome back to the Glovers cast. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. So we were just talking off air there about um, the, the start of the season and August the 20th it was when um, Yeovil Town, uh, managed by Chris Hargreaves, came to um, to Ulti and I think we took uh, quite an early lead and then you pegged this back just before half time, uh, about five, six minutes before half time. And then we, we, we got one through Gimme Torre, which, uh, uh, which looked like it should have been a, um, a winner, but then... Uh, Egli Kaja, have I pronounced that right? Popped up with yeah. a, off the bench to get an equaliser, like right in, in second half injury time, wasn't it? Yeah, Egli Kaja come off the bench around the 70th minute and within 20 minutes of that, 91st minute, he'd scored the equaliser. That's right. But you, you'd had a, I seem to remember, it's a bit of a stinker of a start you had because you didn't win one for a while, did you? Um there was a there, there it was it was looking a bit a bit a bit shaky now obviously this season you've gone you've gone from part time into full time um mm-hmm. and I, I seem to remember when we spoke at the time you had a lot of um changeover of players i mean did it take a little while for everybody to get to know everybody else i think it did as you said we had quite a little bit of a rocky start at the start of the season we didn't really win many games we didn't get as probably as good as results as we thought we had but I think we all know that as soon as like you have that such of a high turnover of players like we did, I think we lost maybe seven to ten players yeah. in that off season between then and between May and summer of last year. We bought in quite a lot of younger players. So you had Zach, you bought like we bought in Zach Goodson from Ilkeston, who's proved to be a really good signing. We've bought in loan players as well, but I think as you said, it do, it will it did take a while for them to sort of get to know each other and start to gel together as a team. But it's really come along since yeah. that start of the season. Yeah, and then it looks like I mean, again, I'm just judging this off looking at the um other results. There was obviously uh, uh, I think your first win was uh, home to Altrincham at the end of September, by the looks of it. But then you picked up wins over with the greatest respect teams that are, are, have been down there you know sort of down in in the lower reaches so you got a, a win at Gateshead um win against Dorking um who I know Dorking could beat anybody on their day can't they but and then and then then Oldham I imagine the Oldham one must have been quite a good one having uh as a greater Manchester I know it's Cheshire technically isn't it Altrincham, <laughs> but, yeah but but that must have been a a good one for the for the local fans yeah, I think that was like our highest attendance figure that we've had for the season so far. I think we had yeah. like over three and a half thousand there, just because obviously Oldham bought a lot yeah. of away fans. But Chris Con Clark scored an absolute peach of a goal from about 37 mm. yards. He just seemed to hit it out of nowhere and it just seemed to dip into the top corner. Wow. But that that narrow sort of one nil win against Oldham really pushes on throughout the season as I know that Oldham are really struggling this season which is not something anyone would have predicted at no. the beginning of the season 
No, and then and, and then by by the looks of it, that you know, a few tricky games. Wrexham's a tricky game for everyone, isn't it? Barnet going going really well as well. But but then you had a re- hit a real purple patch, sort of the the middle of November, and you've got like five five wins and and two draws in in your next seven games. And you know some of the teams that you, you you're playing against here, Woking got a point of Woking, um, who obviously doing well, and by the looks of it, they equalised right at the very end. Um, mm. And then uh, a draw against Southend as well, which um, yeah, they're, they're they're two decent teams. But then a few a few wins in there as well. I mean, I I remember there was um, is it Elliot Newby that you had from um, I don't know whether he's still there, but you had him from Stockport County, didn't you? And, and Connor Jennings. They was that around the time that they came in from from Stockport. Yeah, Elliot Newby, we did get in on loan from Stockport, but he right. was recalled quite early from his loan spell, so we should have had him till around, I think, the end of this month. Right. Called in about December, and he was um, sold to Barrow in oh, January, okay. at the first right. of January. Right. So he's, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was obviously a quality player then, mm. the time he was there. Yeah, absolute yeah. quality player. And then Connor Jennings, we've managed to extend his loan, I think it's not once, but twice. Okay. So we wanted to keep him, I think, till next month. Right. On just the he's he scored once for us so far, but even if he's not scoring, he's involved in that attacking play that we've need that we've seen. Yeah. Like the last maybe, I don't know how many games he's played for us now, but for those games that he's played with us, he's really made a difference up in the attacking threat of things for Altrincham. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, he's a really experienced player as well, isn't he? You know, he's been been there and seen it and done it all, isn't he? Yeah, he's done. Yeah. He's done everything, and he's got the t-shirt to prove it. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So I mean, you're coming to um to the, this. Well, you're coming to the middle of the season, I suppose. And you're in tenth place. You're mm-hmm. saying before we came on air, two points off the playoffs going into Saturday. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at this, uh, over the last six games, you're the sixth, sixth in the form table. There. I mean, mm-hmm. what is it? Just that that. Full-time football and everything, has it just clicked now? Is that is that what it is? I think, yeah, as you say, I think everything's just sort of clicked going into the season. So, obviously, you said about the draw with South End, that kind mm. of really kick-started things off. And just before that, we had two wins over York City and Eastleigh at home. So, we had yep. the York City one in front of the BT cameras. And this is such a good game. But I think, as you said, everything's just sort of clicked in this mid part of the season so we've had like Chris Conclark come in at the start of the season on loan his loan expires I think at the end of January so if we can't extend him I'll be a bit gutted to see him go as he's a top scorer where's he come from he's come from Fleetwood oh okay right right yeah brilliant player but then we've also we've also had like the likes of Ryan Colthoff during this sort of patch of form where we've had seven wins in our last ten but we've just locked into Chesterfield just last week all right, I remember he's been with you for so quite some time, isn't he, Colcock? Because I always remember he was a bit tricky player, wasn't he? Yeah, we had it. We had him for I think two a year and a bit, maybe two years. Right. But he made such an impact on that team. It was inevitable that he was going to get a big move somewhere. Mm. Obviously, to a team with a lot of with a lot of potential to probably go up to the football league as Chesterfield do. But I think he yeah. really deserved the move. He did everything he could for Altrincham. He's done everything he can to help the team. But I think he really deserved the move. But as you say, he was a really tricky player. And I think I, with the team that we've got, I think we can still push for the playoffs. Right. OK. So uh, I was going to ask you that, actually, because you're, you're still in the FA Trophy. You're not Wrexham <laughs> out in on penalties, didn't you, the other, the other night? I mean, 
that's it's it, where, where does that rank in it because uh, wouldn't that be good yeah, a bit of silverware yeah, I think obviously there's a real good chance of us uh, winning the FA Trophy this year. So obviously you've got Wrexham and Bromley who have both been knocked out. Yeah. Current holders and the two finalists were knocked out. Yeah. Notts County got knocked out the other night as well, I saw. So I think, and we've drawn Bracknell away on the 11th of February. Okay, in the next round. As our tie. So I think that'll be a good, we have a good shot at winning the FA Trophy, I think. There you we go, just, FA Trophy and playoffs, that would be, be a season, wouldn't it? That would be a season to remember. I think the FA Trophy will be the one that we actually go for because we're putting yeah. out these full-strength teams. But as you say, we beat Wrexham on penalties just last Friday night, and I was on commentary for that. Oh, um, well, yeah, brilliant. Absolute madness. That <laughs> on about the 75th minute, and this is only, it was only his second appearance, and he got hold of the ball on the edge of the 18-yard box and hit it like precisely on the, sort of like a half volley, and it just seemed to crawl through everybody. And go in on the 90th minute. So you were on commentary. So Ben and Ian, who do the, the the podcast with me, they do the like co-commentary on the on the local BBC. And I always say I could never do that in a month of Sundays because I would just be a proper fan. Did did you scream? Did you jump? Did you, uh, uh, you know, jump around when they scored? When you equalised? Yeah, I think the commentary kind of turns to pure screaming at that point. <laughs> it's, it's the excitement, isn't it? You not you have the feeling that you can knock out as big a team as Wrexham. Yeah. You've obviously brought in the likes of like Paul Mullin and Ollie yeah. Palmer in the last few seasons. Yeah. But you think that you beat them, you have a real shot at winning the FA Trophy because I know a number of the National League sides have been knocked out of the... Yeah, like you say, some of the ones that you would have expected to be be, be in and around it. And 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 you, then you followed that up. So that was last Friday night, Friday the 13th. This is lucky for you guys. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, and then in midweek on Tuesday night. Uh, so the first thing I want to know is how did Altrincham manage to play a game of football on Tuesday night when it seemed like the rest of the country outside the Premier League was calling games off? <laughs> so I think that was due to because we didn't actually get a lot of snow on that Tuesday night. It started right. snowing a little bit, but it didn't like snow heavy enough for it to be for it to be called off. And I think it's all credit to the ground staff, really. They've done such a great job at keeping the pitch in top condition. I think that's what kept the game on. But we've, in Altrincham, we've only recently got heavy snow about last night. Right. We had about an inch of snowfall overnight last night. So yeah. the pitch is kind of covered in it at the moment. But I think it was all credit to the ground staff, really, that they managed to keep the game on on Tuesday. Oh, fair, fair play to them then. Yeah, well, well, I, I know there's been a bit of snow on the pitch at um, Ayovel. Uh, the manager was uh, was talking today, and he said the groundsman was was confident the game would go ahead. Now, all of our team and fans got to a Barnet on Tuesday night for it to be called off an hour and a half before kickoff. So, um, uh, so I think they'll do everything they can to make. Make sure that 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 doesn't happen. But what are you yeah. what are you expecting? Because you must be coming to Yeovil like. Full of confidence. We probably will come into the yoga yeah, game yeah. confidence, obviously, with, as you mentioned, six in the form table, having won seven times in 10 games. We've yeah. not been be- we've not been beaten in the last 10 games. <laughs> so I think we'll come into it re- pretty confident with yeah. the game. Obviously, having Chris Con-Clark travelling with the squad as well, he's the top scorer at the moment. He scored two free kicks yet on Tuesday night. Right. So Very watch out for free box. kicks. No free kicks around the box against him then. Yeah, I think one of them, I don't I don't even think it was directly outside the box. It must have been like on an angle on the right hand side of the pitch. Oh, wow. And nobody expected him to shoot and it just kind of flew into the top corner and the keeper just had to watch it. 
Right, I'm making notes. I'm going to tell the <laughs> tell the, the goalkeeper, watch out for this lad if there's anything from anywhere <laughs> that he's uh, he gets a he gets a shot away. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, are you are you are you, pl- are you coming down to Yeovil? Are you, are you gonna gonna fight your way through the snow, polar bears, and all that? Or no, I'm, I can't get to Yeovil unfortunately. The oh, no. sold out, but I can't get there. It's a bit too far for me. Yeah, I can't really get there. Obviously, we've had the inch of snowfall overnight, so that was causing travel disruption this morning. I mean, the uh, Manchester airport as well near us, off topic. Well, that that got shut this morning. Yeah, but I won't be able to get to Yeovil this weekend. No, but I was gonna, I was gonna ask because I did. I see something that the club are putting on free travel for people. Yeah, did I, I see think, that? Uh, I'm not actually quite sure about that because I know that we did have a minibus service. Right. For the Yeovil game, but I don't know if it was free. I know we did do one free travel one not long ago. Yeah, I'm sure because somebody messaged me because I live in in Preston in Lancashire, so I'm I'm, I'm not a million miles away from from you. So someone said to me, mm. "Pretend you're an Altrincham fan and see if you can if you can get on their bus and uh, uh, and come down for free." So yeah, maybe well maybe check that one check that one out. But um, hopefully. Uh, from from my perspective, uh, you know, everybody who does go down uh, has a has a lovely time. But by the time they come back mm-hmm. on the bus, they're they're feeling miserable because they've lost. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm 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 going to uh, given your form and uh, and a bit of our form as well. We lost four one in our last time out. Then I'll maybe uh, I'll I'll keep I'll keep my powder dry on that one. But um, thank you again, Erin, for coming back and talking to us. And uh, I you. think. Um, Hopefully, well, unless you go up, I have a funny feeling we might well be talking to each other again next season. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we win on Saturday as like as a 16th birthday present. Is it your 16th? Is it on Saturday? Yeah, it's my 16th on Saturday, uh, so I'm hoping that they'll win. You're making me feel terrible about wanting us to beat you now, aren't you? They just trying <laughs> to make me feel. Okay, Erin, brilliant. Well, thank you again for joining us, and um, yeah, best luck, uh, best of luck for the rest of the season after after Saturday, of course. You're listening to the Gloves Cast. There's a positive message from Dave wishing a 16 year old a uh, miserable birthday. Um, I, did, I didn't exactly say that, but I at least intimated it, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I wish misery on every Altrincham fan this weekend, but yeah, ultimately for the the season to come. I wish them all the very best. And um, as Aaron was saying, they're still, still in the FA Trophy. And there's some good teams gone out of that. Notts County, Wrexham, Bromley holders. So they've all gone out. So maybe that will be it. Maybe their focus will be on that upcoming game at Bracknell. And um, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll let, us, uh, let us have it. But decent form, aren't they? Yeah, they're having a good season, considering it's their first as a full-time team as well. And the, you know, the change that that, Brings they lost a lot of players, didn't they, at the end of the season when they um, made the change? So fair play to them. Now Ben, um, say again. Unbeaten in ten. Yeah. If you mean, yeah, including two FA Trophy ties in there. So Ben, you and I both watched that game that we were talking to Erin about the beginning there up at uh, Ulti at the end of August, where we conceded an equaliser right in injury time under. The back in the days when Chris Hargreaves was a uh, um, bright young coach with high potential, <laughs> Hargball, uh, uh, yeah, Hargball, exactly was uh, was was flowing. How different do you think this weekend will be? I mean, you and I won't see it to start with, but well, no, we'll hear it. Um, 
yeah i i hope it is a bit different it didn't that game got a bit nasty in the end it got a bit spicy and it got a bit kicky and i didn't like it it just wasn't a very good football match um i just hope we have a bit more control over it to be honest because it felt it didn't feel like we were in control and even when we went 2-1 up who scored the second Torre scored the second, didn't he? Jimmy. Torrey? Jimmy, Jimmy, did Jimmy. He get, did he get the no, first? No, Torre did. Linton scored first. Then they equalised just before half-time. Then Torre scored. And then they equalised in injury time. Linton's goal was great, wasn't it? Linton yes. Finish, yeah. I'm now... I, you just... Whilst you were saying that, I just got the... um the lineups, the flash scores from the matchup, And after we went 2-1 up, Almost immediately, Tiori Johnson came off for Matty Gravosti. That's right, yeah. yeah. Chasing a third. And <laughs> he is, Who else would you bring on together? <laughs> he is not the man to have elaborate bundles of potential. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a... He had an injury, didn't he? he yeah, he came Johnson. off. And then there was just... I'm looking at the bench now, and by that time, Fisher had already come on. He'd had so all his substitutes eventually were were Pond, Perry, and Gravosti, and he's gone with Gravosti on the right. Should, of the should, should have played Alfie Pond. I mean, back then he was just some untested kid, wasn't he? But um, yeah, he turned into be a great player. Yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, the the last minute goal, we just we just couldn't hold on. It was. A horrible, a horrible little bit of defending. I think it might have been Gravosti who doesn't close the cross down and Kadja yeah. gets a little flick on and finds it. It's a decent finish, but just horrible, horrible defending. I just hope we have more control. Control, because I just didn't feel at any point we were in control, despite being in the lead twice. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it, I think we need to. I don't know if not playing Barnet will be a blessing or not. Mark Cooper seemed quite happy that he had extra time on the training ground to like bed Clark Cooper and, um, so, you know, the squad together a little bit more. Um, kind of felt, felt like we needed to get Bromley out of our system and go into something quickly, but. You know, we're we're doing all right at home. Unbeaten in how many? Funf. Unbeaten in Funf. Uh yeah, inside ninety minutes, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six actually, if you include Dorking inside ninety minutes. FA trophy. I don't I don't include no, that. that was a that was a defeat. Mm, uh, it, was a, it was a draw. <laughs> inside Funf. <thumpf. laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah, I we need to show that that was a one-off um, result last week, don't we? And really kick on. I think, yeah, we're good at home. We played. We certainly have seem to have more confidence at home. The supporters get behind us. We have, have we won away. We haven't won a, an away game this season, have we? Nope. So. <laughs> It'd be, We're doing um, something wrong, are we? It's you, you, you holding dead. Yeah, up, was it last season or the season? Last, last season, last you season, got loads it? of wins, didn't you? And I saw none. <laughs> Sorry for anyone planning to attend Wrexham or York, but I'll be there. So, 
Oh dear. Oh, well. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I've just been doing crunching some numbers. Altrium, unbeaten in 10, as I say, including two FA Trophy ties. Technically, one of them was a draw against Wrexham, but they won on penalties. But they've only kept, <laughs> they've only kept one clean sheet. and that was <coughs> All right, Dave, jeez. Oh, sorry, did I have... <laughs> I, thought I, was on, I thought I was on mute then. I apologise, listeners. <laughs> I, I put my... I think I was on mute, and then, and then I turned myself off. <laughs> Trying to make oh, an yeah. analytical point here, and you're bursting eardrums. Pot and, pot and kettle, Ben. You you sneezed. <laughs> yeah. In, in, a, in a in a in a very peculiar way, if I remember. <laughs> at least at least my uh my my cough had some substance behind it. But yeah, sorry, I'll put myself back on mute. It's fine. I have made the point now. Um, one clean sheet in that run of ten games, and that was against Curzon Ashton, who are in the division below. Um, they've conceded two on each of the last one, two, three occasions. Um, one, two, five out of that ten, they've conceded two goals. They are leaky defensively. Um, 31 goals conceded, considerably more, nearly twice as many as we have. So I think there are goals to be scored. Do we have the personnel to score the goals, Ben? Sorry, they've conceded 31 away from home. Crikey, they conceded 47 in total. So there you go. They conceded lots of goals away from home, which is good considering they are away from home. Can I come back off mute now? As long as you're not going to burst another eardrum, yeah. Okay. Good. I haven't got anything to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to follow up with something. No, I've got, I've got, I've got no analytical points to make to, to, to anyone about anything. <laughs> well, good. Carry on. <laughs> um, should we take some questions? GCQ, GCQ. Dave, you've got none on Facebook, have you? Nothing. I've got nothing. Facebook, you've <laughs> let me down this week. Okay. Uh, Gareth Aspinall. An so, Altrincham-based resident. Is up first. What's the Glover's Cast crew's go-to snack in these frosty times? There's three questions, so do one at a time. Okay. Go to snack. Frosties. Frosties. Cheese on toast. I had this lunchtime. <laughs> that's very good for. Uh, oh, that's great, guys. Yeah, cheese on toast with tomato ketchup on top. Ruined it. No, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with it you. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah, I I back that. Up. Yeah. Slice of cheddar, and then tomato ketchup on top. Not tomato ketchup under the um, because then you just like. He's trying to be to be pizza, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Oh, um, By the way, Frosties is not the snack of choice. It was just a frost joke. Frosty. Yeah. 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 Not, a, not a funny one, that one, was it? No, it's fine. That one no, didn't no, land. No, it's it's not amused. Do you God, have a snack? Oh, do oh, want... a, a, a snack of choice. Um, just more coffee. <laughs> what about you, Ian? <laughs> Um, I am a big fan of just a couple of biscuits with a coffee or a tea. I think biscuits are kind of the go-to thing during these frosty times. What's your your coffee uh, uh, biscuit of choice? My coffee biscuit of choice is uh, shortbread. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. If you've ever been on on a Avanti West Coast train, which I imagine you haven't, um, 
uh, but they, they do do them in other places. You can, uh, you always get those t- uh, Walker's shortbreads, you know, like the, yeah, um, I know, yeah. Don- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good. They're very good for dunking because they're, they're, you know, they're sturdy. They're not going to break up on you there. Sorry, not. carry on. Biscuit for dipping. Um, right. Uh, can Yeovil score if the Altrincham defence are frozen solid? Yes, they can. Yes. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah, because they will be immobile. Chiro. Chiro immobile. <laughs> and uh, what would the Glovers cast give to have Chris Con Clark in the Yeovil side? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. I'd have scored, is it five and four he's got now? Five yeah. in the last four, something like that? Well, he, was, got... he was brilliant in that two-all draw. And then I remember being on air and being surprised that they took him off. But they took him off for that cadger who basically didn't do anything until he nods the ball in at the back for the equaliser. Yeah, very good player, unfortunately. Going back on loan at Fleetwood, Aaron was telling us earlier. Just saying. Mm. Uh, Debs Curtis asks, Accrington Stanley made 299 oh. from... <laughs> From their recent round two FA Cup game at home to Barnet. Barnet spent over 5,100 on travelling and overnight accommodation, which they get refunded through costs. £6 a mile. What are your thoughts on this? And should the FA cover more? So Accrington were at home and made 299 from hosting Barnet in the FA Cup. There's a. She shared a. Um, and there's a spreadsheet, isn't there? That's uh, yeah, by the like CEO an FA receipt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 CEO of Ultranum had put up, I think. That's where yeah. that came from. Ticket prices. I don't think Debs is privy to the uh, accounting <laughs> of, uh, of that, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe she's got you know inside track there. Yeah, company's house. <laughs> um, yeah. What are your thoughts on on that? Atkinson only making two ninety nine from a home That's match right. in the FA and, 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 it, and, and they only made 299 because Barnet spent five grand on accommodation is that what they're saying no no so Barnet spent over that on travelling and overnight accommodation which gets refunded right covered by the FA I'm trying to think whether five grand is a lot it's probably not really that much is it you need 20 hotel rooms all yeah. the travel yeah that's probably yeah. not is it five grand so the entire that. profit and loss for the match was five pound ninety nine. Two ninety nine. No, no. So the entire profit match well, for the match was six quid, five pound ninety nine, which is then split. Which is then split fifty fifty. Right. So Two ninety nine per club. So in terms of, I hope they profit, called that one in. <laughs> the the other two ninety nine, the other team, whoever was the away team, also only got two ninety nine. Barney, yeah. but they didn't have to pay to get there. Yeah, the distribution analysis. Home club fifty percent two ninety nine. Visiting club fifty percent plus estimated travel and hotel costs five thousand one hundred and thirty nine pound thirty. Wow! Magic yeah. of the cup. That's I noticed the uh, here's a here's a perfect example of the FA being um, uh, horrible, out of touch. Um, organization. The the payments uh, they've got police charges and. Gatemen slash stewards. <laughs> Gatemen slash stewards. Yeah. Wow. Oh, dear. A gate man. Sounds like, uh, yeah, we're going to go Game of Thrones again. It's like stone men, isn't it? Yeah. Men. men who are <laughs> touched by gates. That's very strange. <laughs> right. Carry on. Carry on. 
Uh, James Drew <laughs> says, can we get David on CoComs before the end of the season? Yes, please. No, no, no that will not be we happening. Can, <laughs> more analysis like gate men. Gate men? <laughs> they're like stone men. <laughs> men who are touched by gates. <laughs> that, that is the kind of incisive analytical input that you're after. But uh, no. James McGuire I Drew looks like he's been touched by a gate. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would be like, um, like Lawson Diaz without any kind of um, footballing talent or, or, or knowledge. Uh, I'd basically just be swearing the whole time on BBC Radio. So I'd, I'd listen to that. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'd be on for very long. Let's put it that way. No, probably not. Uh, Harry Eaton asks, would you rather have a defensively weak but defensively strong squad or a defensively strong but offensively, no, or a defensively, <laughs> he said, or a defensively strong, but offensively strong squad. I think he right. means offensively weak squad, um, similar-ish to what we have now. So would you rather be good at defending and bad at attacking or bad at defending and good at attacking? For, the, for those old enough to remember Newcastle United and Kevin Keegan, I'm all for that. Score more than you concede. Just go for it. Go crazy. Go nuts. Yeah. I'd rather win a few 4-3, lose a few 4-3 on the way than play out a bunch of 1-0s either way. Yeah. Yes. Attack, 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 attack. Are you not entertained? <laughs> um, <clears throat> right, uh, Mike Watts uh, says, with the strength of signings that have been made recently to strengthen our midfield and our attack, do you think we're missing that Luke Wilkinson-type character in defence to help our young defenders uh, and to see a game out. Yes, his name's Mark Ellis. Just go and get the guy for crying out loud. Mark Ellis. Still not signed anyway, is he? Just, and we've just... got another loan spot, as we discussed. No, don't don't loan him. Go and get him. Okay. Where's his money him? coming from? From... From the, the, like the 2 99 we made out of a <laughs> FA Cup game. Hey, if our travel expenses are coming back from Barnet... Yeah. Put in for hotels that we didn't need. <laughs> yeah. Get on your Trivago insurance. Double whammy. Bosh. Done. Ellis in. I'm sure we're a club above scrutiny on financial matters, Ben. So we won't be doing anything that's like that, will we? Move on. Uh, Robin Bachelor asks, is there anything we can do to get more out of Lawson this season? On his day, he is easily our best technical player, but seems like he's not had the same impact as last season, even though he's playing more. Can I can I just say, even before you've answered this question, I can hear the wailing and gnashing and teeth of Chris Fox. He's uh, yeah, he regularly messages me with his thoughts about Lawson Deer. <laughs> hey, Foxy. Hiya. Um. I don't know what to get more. Out. I want more out of Lawson Diaz. I want him to play. Mm. It's a lot of unused sub appearances. Not really appearances. Um, I want. He said that he was trying to get better defensively today, and I wonder if that means he's going to have a bit of a future in that in the Staunton role. Whether that be the rest of the season, where he's going to be a little bit more defensively minded, to be a little bit more of a holder, a perlo, a little bit perloy. <laughs> So, yeah, I, that's maybe what I think we could get a little bit more out of him from it. Let let him do that. It doesn't stifle him too much. He becomes a, I hate the phrase, but becomes a quarterback. 
I always love when Ben's going to say that. He always he says, loves the, the phrase. phrase. He loves he the phrase. He loves it. I hate the phrase, but I'm oh, going to go I hate it, it, but I'll say it again. <laughs> Tell you what, I've got a rough ride on this one, guys, haven't I? Um, so, yes, not a quarterback, but a quarterback. That's how you get more out of him. Thanks for your question, Robin. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think hey. it feels like he needs a run of games and has a point to prove by completing a few nineties. I think if he can't if he can't do it physically, then you know I I do think this will be the last season. Well we've got a ruthless manager, haven't we? Who's not gonna hang about. Yeah. No. But they all I mean everyone who works with him obviously appreciates him, knows his quality and sees what he's capable of, but when you're Yeovil Town and you need to make the most of the pennies that you're spending, a player who can't play every game or can only play, you know, sixty minutes, seventy minutes when they can play, is not the best use of those pennies. Moving on, uh, former Glovers Cast quiz champion Rob Manley. Easy said. Probably, well <laughs> probably one for Ian. Also, Ben, this this one will be. Uh, yeah, I put myself back on mute. Cheers. Final four in the Yeovil Town Football Club Royal Rumble comes down to Scott Freesnell, Martin Hellier, John Clark, and Stuart Robbins. Who are the faces? That's the good guys. Who are the heels? That's the bad guys. And who's winning the whole thing? Wow. Is that this weekend, the Royal Rumble? I don't know. It's about this time of year, isn't it? It's always Maybe January. That's... It feels a bit soon. Maybe that's why former quiz champion Rob Manley has asked the, the question. I'm just going to check the date of that Royal <laughs> Stop <laughs> stalling, Barrett. I'm <laughs> checking the date. Answer. I think Priestnell's was the... a heel. Oh, Priestnell's a... Yeah, he's a massive heel. He's prime mid-2000s Triple H, is who he is. <laughs> um... um... Next weekend, January 28th. I think Helly is a bit of a tweener. Mm, big show. Can't make big his mind up. He's a <laughs> face, he's a heel, he's yeah. a face, he's a heel. Yeah, there's going to be a portion of the crowd cheering him on, a portion of the crowd against him. Um, yeah. John Clark. What do we think, John Clark? Dave, you can weigh in on this. It's John, John Clark. Good guy uh, or a bad guy in this well, Royal Rumble uh, scenario. Uh, I... Yeah, you see, I think I would put John Clark in the Chris Hargreaves category because he's obviously a nice guy, you know, and uh, and I think his heart is in the right place. But I, I do also think that he's done things. Well, his organisation has done things which I don't think ultimately are going to be good for Yeovil Town. Now, maybe hidden behind the um, confidentiality of uh, that the South Somerset District Council are unable to talk about, but ultimately... I think we're in a worse place um, as far as our assets are concerned. And can you summarise that into wrestling, into a wrestling? I, I don't analogy. understand wrestling <laughs> enough. I, I still, I last watched a wrestling match when I was like 15. So I think John Unless Sting is still involved. Not the he singer, is. Yeah, he is, is involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think John's How old is he now? nearly 60, 60, 60, 60 odd. Yeah, yeah. Very old. Still Throwing still himself off balconies. He's brilliant. Um, John, does he I think... still do the stinger? Yep. Yeah. I think John is, he comes down, he, he's the representative of a group. So he's purely by association. He's a heel. I think 
the the way I can describe Paul it. Paul Bearer. Oh, great! He's dead. <laughs> Is he? Oh, yeah. Paul Bearer. I was yeah, remembering with him. that with the urn, didn't he? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker killed him in cement. Um, <laughs> Jesus I, I've Watch got out, John. <laughs> I've got I've got Chris Hargreaves as the one who gets turned on in the Rumble by his tag team partner. And I'm thrown back to Royal Rumble 2000. Scotty Suhati comes out and they do a dance with Rikishi and then Rikishi knocks him out. I think that um, Chris Hargreaves is Scotty Suhati. I bet he can do the worm too. (laughs) Without a doubt. Um, And I think... (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I think Stuart... I think Stuart's a baby face. He's a good guy. I think Mm. he... At the end, he throws Priestnell out over the top. My God! <laughs> He's, and points at the WrestleMania sign. In fact, can you do that for the picture, please? Can you make Stuart Robbins point at the WrestleMania sign? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuart, Stuart sure Robbins as as the Rock. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <clears throat> and Stuart's winning the whole thing. I think. There you go. And he entered at one. <laughs> <laughs> go on the distance. Great question, um, by the way, Rob. Great for those question. who don't like can I, can I say, if anyone's listening is completely lost by this, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. This, this is how I felt when you were Game of, game of Throning it earlier. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, come on. Any man who came up with the title, a little Peter Dinklage over the keeper, which I have to say, on, on hindsight, is criminal that that was not a title. Criminal? Um, absolute criminal. Are you reporting over it? I, I have, I have. I've Press Complaints Commission has got that one, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and last question of the night before I quiz you two. An ultimate question of the night. An ultimate. I've got one. Oh yeah, you have. Of course you have. Uh, Chris Fox, if you could only one type of cake for the rest of your life, what would it be? I see. We've had some responses um, from from the from the Glover's Cast community. Tuppence goes Bakewell tart. He is of course wrong. And Rob <laughs> goes with Tonics tea cake, who is of course wrong. What are you going with? The correct answer, which is lemon drizzle. Specifically, yeah, I'm, I'm, my wife's lemon drizzle. I'm not adverse to a lemon drizzle. I'm a big fan of a coffee and walnut cake. Great shout. Second on yeah. the list by a mile. Yeah. But you ain't beating the wife's lemon drizzle. Okay. I've never I've never tried Jen's le- lemon drizzle, but uh, maybe next time I'm popping by, you can I can, I, I can have a slice. Well, you've, got, you've got a pickup planned, haven't you, at some point? Pick up what? He's, you're picking him up, aren't you? One day. Oh right. Well, he hasn't, <laughs> have it he ready hasn't, for the Gateshead trip. Yeah, he hasn't decided what I'm, what he's doing yet. But... <laughs> I haven't got a date yet for the Gateshead game. I can't decide what I'm doing. Um. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with coffee cake. No, I'll take I'm, the I'm I'll take it. the walnuts out of it because uh, get a bit of an allergic reaction sometimes. Okay. Great okay, question, Ben. What was your question? So, I was thinking. That I, we, we need to open this question up because it's a good question, but I thought of it too late to think of responsible answers. So, <laughs> inspired by Andy Murray's mammoth five-and-a-half-hour game in the Aussie Open tennis this morning, two sets down, 4 a.m. wins in the Aussie Open. He's 35 years old, and the guy's got metal hip, and he's cracking it out for his like 11th hour in the tournament so far. Apart from, you know, that one, I was wondering if we could come up with other amazing YTFC comebacks. Apart from that one. We all know that one. That one's amazing. We all love it. They've already gone and done it. That one. 
Not and that one. Stewart. Um, I'd have to say the ultimate comeback of, of my time sporting over has to be that FA Trophy game against Doncaster the season well, we went on to win the trophy. Let's open it up. Yeah. Let's discuss it on Sunday. Okay. So oh, social I'm media editor, that one. Just, that's nothing, fine. That nothing one. will happen on Saturday that will brought up that, I promise you. <laughs> so that's your answer. Let us know. Can anyone beat that answer from Dave? We'll discuss it on Sunday. There we go. Right. Quiz time for the questions. This is for, hopefully these are all right. <laughs> and, uh, unlike the last time. Right. I'm going to go with I've got five questions from uh, Premier League, general knowledge, throwback, international, and the decider will be a Premier League question. Which player picked up the most Premier League fantasy points during the 2020-2021 season? Mo Salah. I'm going to go for Kai Havertz because I can't think of another player off the top of my head. You can't think of any other Premier League footballers. <laughs> you were simply tasked with finding a Premier League footballer in your brain and your brain went to Kai Havertz. <laughs> Am I wrong? Not Harry Kane. You are. <laughs> we don't no, talk I don't reckon it is. Bruno. I reckon, I reckon it's... No, 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 no. We don't Who? talk about Bruno Fernandez. Fernandez. Really? Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, I, I bet he's a midfield player. But right. I don't get any points for that. Seeing so. as no one got that, I better find another card as well because. <laughs> well, it might be it, it might be nil nil by the end of this five yeah, matches. Yeah. Be... Who scored England's only goal in the 2 1 defeat by Uruguay at the 2014 World Cup? Darius Fussell. <laughs> no. Wayne Rooney. It's Wayne Rooney. Oh, okay. Played in 1872. England's first official international football game was against which team? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, Ben gets it. Uh, Dave, you were there. there. Come on. Uh, (laughs) Pass and move. Fantastic. Uh, Who (laughs) was the first female football commentator on Match of the Day? Jackie Oatley. That right? right? That is right. That is right. Why is Pog Pog in all this? For <laughs> <laughs> me, the cat's done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's worth it. Just for <laughs> Ian's game soonest impression. <laughs> the cat's done nothing wrong. Uh, right. Who <laughs> compose yourself, Dave? Compose yourself. Are we ready? This you got you got to get this one to stay in it, Dave. Or just if no one answers it, then Ben's one. Uh, who scored the very first Premier League goal? Brian, Brian Dean. Dean. Oh, oh ben that was neck and neck. Won it, it by a whisker. No. Who scored the second? No. Brian Dean. It's not Brian Dean. Playing for Sheffield United, wasn't he? Mm. There you go. I didn't even have to list the options. What were the options? Brian Dean, Paul Merson, Eric Cantona, or Tony Cotty? Yeah, probably Brian Dean. There are some '90s footballers, hey. I'm sorry, Dave, but Ben did. Was there? Is there? Is there an extra card? Can we do the extra card for fun? There's a there's a nice one. There's a box of cards, mate. Can you do another serious impression? <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of anything else you said, can you? 
<laughs> Ludogorets Razgrad are a club based in which country? Hungary. Oh. No. Poland. Belgium? <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. Romania. No. Slovakia. <laughs> no. You got the Czech right Republic. last couple of words. Last couple no. of letters are right. Slovakia. Slovenia. No. This makes great, great audio. It's Bulgaria. It's Bulgaria. It's also worth it noting that we're at least one hour 15 in now. Yeah. People have given up a long time ago. We're just talking to ourselves now. (laughs) Right. Should we call it? Let's do it. See you on Sunday. Enjoy Saturday. I will. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal.